Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Good morning, millennials. Welcome back to the Morning Toast. Happy Monday, unfortunately. Hate to be the one to tell you guys it's Monday. Hey, Claudia, how are you doing? You know what? You did just ruin my day. I didn't even realize that it was Monday. But you know what? Second Monday in 2022. Let's keep up our positive attitudes. We've got a new sickening webcam from Jackie. Yes. My video on Friday was extremely unfortunate. Uh, for a number of reasons first of all I have a MacBook Air which is so crazy because I do so much on my computer you don't know how many podcasts I record on my computer how many videos are on like files that are massive and this computer is a really good computer but it's just not meant for a podcasting queen so Mm -hmm. as you guys know I've been struggling to order a new computer I've ordered one but it's going to be a few weeks because that's just how things go these days in the meantime, though, I thought my video on Friday was just unacceptable. The sun was coming in, which also made it like foggy. But it's clear that my computer camera is inferior to yours. So I went out there and I got a webcam and I'm loving it. <laughs> I, There's just something funny about the word webcam. Like, what is this, 1997? It's hysterical. And I am a cam girl. And you know mm. what? I'm loving every minute of it. It's so It premium. was an investment in your future. Like, not only can you produce more high-tech, high-quality podcasts, you can also do, like, masturbation videos, pictures of your feet. Like, you could do all these different new avenues for revenue. And I just think that's what, like, a business should be. I completely agree. I'm loving the cam life. And it's given me just like this new lease. So now I do think our videos are both very strong. And now it's just like clear like I'm fugly and my makeup is trash and like you look really nice. Oh my god, you know, thank you so much for saying that. That's really, really sweet. I too have upgraded a little bit. I got a new ring light. I got brand new headphones. I'm just trying to make the most of our podcasting from home. And I think we're fucking killing it, honestly. No, I'm really enjoying like every day. It's a new technological advancement. If you saw my desk, I was just saying to Claudia, like there's so many things plugged in. It's like I don't use my computer microphone. I use my external. I use my webcam. I use my headphones. It all is propped up like on a puzzle and a book. It's very Rube Goldberg. One thing collapses and the whole show is taken down. Mine is propped up on my Dyson Airwrap, which is actually an amazing, amazing... um it's not a great blow dryer, in my opinion, but it's a great elevator for your computer so that we're at eye level with the camera. I'm not getting like a double chin moment from below. Yeah, but also these microphones would cancel out a double chin also. That's really why I love podcasting from home. I very strategically place my microphone over my chin. And it's just, it's face tune you really can't pay for. Yeah, no, the podcasting from home life has just be really, you know, evolved leaps and bounds from where it was. And I'm feeling really good about it. I think everyone's enjoying it. And it's a great, you know, solution for what's going on right now. And I'm just glad that we can have video and have audio because I was, I actually listened to so many podcasts this weekend, but I only watch them. I will, I'm one of those, I'm a YouTuber who boycotts the show when it's not video. So like it needs, I, if I, you know, I need to talk the talk, walk the walk. And I'm glad that we have video as well. Otherwise, if it were me, I wouldn't be watching. I agree. I love a video podcast. There's just nothing like seeing and hearing. No, like when I see that someone is going on someone else's podcast and it looks like they have like an interesting combo, the only chance I have of watching is if it's video. Yes, especially when it's like influencers because I just love to see what people look like in real life. A hundred percent. Just the way people talk, the way their face moves. It's mm-hmm. all so interesting. Couldn't agree more. But I also How think some, some people oh. try to intentionally not show us what they look like worse I mean if I had it my way I would if I was like really smart I would invent like a YouTube that like films you in facetune and you can facetune your body and your skin but we can't hide from the podcast no no we can hide on the podcast we can't hide from from the video 
but you know that's what, what I meant sorry sorry yeah. yeah especially like the in-studio video like what you look like is what you Ooh. look like Ooh. yeah um how was your weekend my weekend was good I mean it was really crazy because once Brew and I did those shrooms like everything mm. just went off the rails fell into place <laughs> so it was good I mean I was home I watched a lot of tv and I think that's really all I did um I didn't read that much. I started a new book last night that so far is so good. Our friend Kristen's husband, Pete, recommended it. And the last book he recommended to me was my number one book of 2021, Portrait of a Mirror. So I I will take a recommendation from him anytime. But yeah, I watched, oh, I watched 1883. Okay. So good. It's like a movie. Every episode is a movie. And it's all about like the journey out west, which I really don't know a lot about. So I was just so enjoying and then I watched Victoria. I'm watching it again. I'm on season two. You need to watch. I know it's on my list of things, but I was very busy this weekend watching the Hype House Netflix show so that I could talk about it here. And I have so many thoughts. Overall, positive or negative? When I was watching it, I was like, the show's amazing. But it went on too long for a show that's like actually about nothing. And in the grand scheme of things, like I know a lot about the TikTokers. They didn't get like the good ones, you know? But they got Hootie. Little Hootie. Little Hootie. And he was kind of like the um, the center of the show because he left Hype House during filming. So it was all about him. He's like very much decided to be a musician and not a social media star. And there was a lot of takeaways from the show. Um, one of the takeaways was that like I love Nikita Dragon. I didn't really know who she was. Like I knew her journey. I knew she was like one of the first people to go through um, gender transition on YouTube. And that like made her an icon but what I've known about her in recent years is just like her scandals and just getting to like see her on a personal level she's so funny I feel like if I hung out with her I would just love her um I think the show actually did great things for certain of certain castmates like I think Nikita's popularity has to have gone up and some of the other characters like Alex and Thomas are just not um coming off well on the show and I think they know that they've been making TikToks about how like Netflix like produced them out like so bad well I would say that like any who came up on YouTube even five years ago like so much of that is about personality so so many of those influencers have like banging personalities because you have to be entertaining and keep Mm -hmm. up the conversation for long long periods of time now with TikTok like that's not what it's about so it it makes complete sense to me that someone who you know came up before TikTok has more of a robust personality than someone who got famous for 15 second videos Yeah, and so Nikita was the only one on the show who's, like, um, not a TikToker at heart. You know, she's a real social media personality. All the other ones were um, kids who came up on TikTok, and they're all living in this house, and they're, like, fighting about money, and they all come from kind of, like, you know, um, difficult childhoods, and they're all struggling with their mental health, and honestly, I just didn't feel like them all living in this house together was the best thing for them and you could just see their mental health deteriorating and they're just like fighting about this dumb shit and this guy Thomas who started the hype house like really feels he's so bitter because he was like we launched Charlie Dixie and Addison and it's like well actually I could argue that Charlie Dixie and Addison launched you like the hype house was only interesting because of a couple of girls like Avani and they've all left the hype house. They were never even a part when you hear them talk about it. Like they were never even a part of it. They all like hung out and did a photo shoot in L.A. once and that like launched the hype house. But they were never officially a part of it. They never lived in the house. So it was really, really interesting. I just wish that they had gotten the hype house like today, like doesn't really exist in the way that it used to. So they got the hype house TV show like a year too late. Do they live? Is the physical house the same house as the one from back in the day no so the way that I perceived it was that they moved and this is why Lil Hootie didn't want to move in they recently moved into like an enormous house in Moore Park which I believe is about an hour outside of LA and is clearly much cheaper because they're not making as much money as they used to as a as a house I think individually they're all doing really well um and so Lil Hootie who's like wanting to work he just got signed to a record label he doesn't want to move to this house that's an hour away he wants to be in LA be able to work you know go to sessions or whatever so the hype house offered to pay for his house in you know closer to LA and have some other people live there and it would be like the second the second hype house but Hootie once he got into that new house he's just like not making content for the hype house he just doesn't want he just doesn't want it yeah that makes sense. Sometimes you outgrow yeah. the hype house. Yeah, Happens and so like all just the time. 
the people that we were left with like aren't that famous right. and oh they're sticking you, around for a reason do you remember when i went on this whole journey with you explaining to you these two tiktokers who were dating sienna may and jack no i only remember nessa okay well i did explain it to you they were nessa. like this really cute couple oh, what's that from that's from i have no idea wicked um, they were this like really cute couple who one day like broke up and then they were both like accusing each other of sexual assault. It was so crazy. And they like lived in the house are part of Hype House and they were cut from the show. Like literally I saw Sienna at they did this like fake wedding. I'm like, oh my God, she like when you think of the timeline, like they were together, they were in the house. I'm sure they filmed so much because they were like two of the most popular, but they're so toxic that they were completely cut out of the show. Damn. So it was just really interesting if you're like an 11-year-old wannabe like myself. And I did really enjoy it, except towards the end, I was like, the show has gone on for too long because nothing actually happened. Okay. Okay. So it doesn't sound like I'm going to watch it, but you know what? I did. No. I saw it and I, I thought it was interesting. Yeah. And when I first started, me and Ben were like, this is really good. Like, it was really good. It's so interesting to see how like their business works. And so there's this company called Bang Energy, which is like, I know it as a TikTok brand. It's like people are always like sipping on it and they're like sponsored videos. So they sponsor the entire Hype House and they pay for the house. And I think in order for that brand deal to continue, they have to do like, I think they said four or eight videos a month on the Hype House Instagram with the bang energy and no one does it like if you like none of the kids want to work on the hype house so i felt annoyed for thomas that he's like running this brand these kids are living in the house and nobody wants to do anything for him but he was also like not really acknowledging like all the kids that he surrounds himself with like they lift him up too a hundred percent and it sounds like thomas and i remember thomas from back in the day and so he's been around this whole time it sounds like like he's not really people aren't really interested in him but he like understands that like you know if we get all these people together together we're interesting but like he's kind of just like expo not exploiting because i don't know what practices he uses but he's just like using them and then he's upset when it doesn't work out but it's like your intentions probably are shitty too no and then like his girlfriend was on the show and like she was like a main character even though she's relatively unknown and she's just like his biggest defender in the house and it just like didn't come off well because well yes I understand your frustration Thomas that like you are running this business and no one's helping you like you're also not really talking about how you're literally like using everyone else too like everyone's using you and you're using them right right so it was a really interesting dynamic I don't know if I would recommend it definitely not for you and I don't I wouldn't say like definitely watch it but if you're interested in these types of things I thought it was interesting and just like content houses in general yeah no I'm glad that you watched it and that you gave a little recap I feel like I feel good about it. I can I can move on. It's not something you have to say. Like, you can miss it. Okay. I was planning on it, but I, I was, like, a little bit, like, what's going on over at the Hype House. So, right. now so I, I know. Do. Um, we do have an official TV recap at the end of the show with Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. That was on last night. But before we dive in, I have a, two major developments from over the weekend, okay? Okay. The first is that after, you know, much demand, I have decided to um, – at a second show in Houston. So the tickets just went on sale. If you go to girlwithnojob.com, girlwithnojob.com slash tour, you can get those tickets in Houston the next day I'm doing a second show. Tickets, the more I'm- tickets, tickets. Tickets, tickets, tickets. That's announcement one. But the second announcement is more important. Okay. I know what it so, is. And okay, yeah. I agree. So over the weekend, first of all, I had a great weekend on Friday night. Spritz hosted a party to celebrate Sophia LaCourt's birthday. All the cool TikTokers were there. I felt so old, but I was like fangirling but hard for all of them. Were you so involved? Like that's so exciting. Yeah, it was like my dream. Yeah. No, the party looked amazing. Sophia LaCourt is like the human embodiment of Spritz mm-hmm. and it looked like so much fun. It was a great party. I had so much fun. And my friend Gabe was there. Now, for those who don't remember Gabe, remember, I would say maybe a month or two ago, I told you guys a story about how I went out and I fell. And it was really, really embarrassing. And I was like spending the whole weekend, like just really trying to remember, figure out the layout of the room, who saw me. And my friend Gabe, who was right in front of me, swore that he didn't see me fall. So he that really swore? gave me peace. He swore. I don't remember so that- swearing. I just remember. He swore. I just he remember swore. you asking him and he said no. But he would like said it so emphatically. He's like, no, I promise. Like, you didn't fall. Okay. I'm like, okay. okay. So, and that really gave me like reassurance because if he I was didn't convinced, see it, then who did? Right. And I was convinced everyone did. But if he didn't, he was the closest to me. So I don't know what compelled me when I saw him on Friday night to bring it up. And I was like, you know, I really haven't been able to sleep since the last time I saw you when I fell. Because like, I know you didn't see it, but I just really felt like everyone in the room saw it. And it's like my greatest shame. You brought it up to him? Yes. Yes. Oh, I thought he brought it up. No, it's, Jackie, it's so ingrained in me. Like, I, 
when I saw him, it was the first thing I saw. I thought of. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Sorry, I'm slowing so down the I, story. So I was like, I don't know what compelled me. I was like, you really didn't see me fall. And he was like, no, I did. <laughs> I was like, excuse me? He's like, yeah, I don't want to make you feel bad, but like I totally saw like you on the floor on your back. I'm like, what? This changes everything. Now I like I've been spiraling with with false information and now I have to spiral with correct information, knowing most likely everyone at the party saw me fall. You have to spiral even further because you were spiraling right. with like, you know, on a good day. And everyone was like, you have no reason to worry. Gabe didn't see. Yeah. Well, he did. Yeah. No, I, I don't think I ever said you had no reason to worry. And I do appreciate the lie. It was one of those lies that was like meant to protect me. But deep down, like I knew, you know? Yeah. No, no, I know. And I actually think he went about it the total right way because it's like at the time, I don't think you could have handled the truth. Like you would have spiraled. You were already spiraling and you were just like questioning everything. But mm-hmm. now it's like a few like I think that you've recovered and now it's like you do need the information. Like the truth always comes to light. And the truth will set you free. Yeah. I thought he brought it up because his friend's girlfriend heard you talking about it. Oh, wait. Yeah, wait. Let Which me is think. even funnier. Yes. Okay. Hold on. Wait. Yeah, no, he did say that Maya. Yeah. Listen to, to the podcast and asked Gabe, like, did you see Claudia fall? And yeah. he's like, yeah, of course. Yeah. Which is even funnier that he was it's like, just horrible until he saw you and he knew that you talked about it and that his lie made it onto the show yeah I mean I don't really know where to go from here that's the thing like was it too long ago to continue spiraling or does this new information like force me to spiral no okay you need to put it behind you for sure you have not fallen since correct correct I did stumble but I was just with Brian in the middle of the street like no one saw Okay, that's fine. The streets same are, shoes though. The streets same are shoes. so fucked. It's not you. It's the sh- it's these streets. They were the same shoes that I fell in at the other party. But I love the shoes, and I will not stop wearing them. Okay, that's a problem because that would be like a real takeaway. Like maybe I have to stop wearing these shoes. Um, but if you haven't fallen since, I think like you just need to focus on not falling going forward. No, I think that's a really really good takeaway for sure. Because you can't change the past, and all we can do is learn from it. Yeah. But just the shame, like the sheer shame, like every now and then my mind will just like go to that moment and I want to die, like literally die. Claude, in one way or another, we've all been there. It might not be falling per se, might be saying something, might be doing something losery, like, but we have all been there. We've all lived with the shame and it's a part of life. I think it really makes you stronger. You know what? Oh my God, this book that I was reading had the best quote at the beginning that it really sums it. I just like was making a lot of progress moving past it and now I'm like back at square one. Yeah, no, but this, this quote. I love a good inspirational quote. Do share. Okay, I don't know if I can get, I would have to go to my Kindle to like get the exact quote, but it's humility comes from humiliation. Like I guess, but I just feel like I could get humility somewhere else. I mean, this seems like a really fast track. You're so yeah, humble. Sure. I'm so humble. <laughs> You're so humble, Claude. And that's so, the important takeaway. I just wanted to share that major life update with everyone who's been on this journey with me. I appreciate you. And the second thing I want, the third thing I wanted to share was that I got a message today, Jackie, from someone with the name Brandolyn. I saw. And she validated everything I said on Friday's episode. She said, I just listened to Friday's episode and I'm Brandolyn, pronounced Brandolyn. And I cringe, cringe when people say Brandy Lynn. So the name does exist. It wasn't on the chalkboard, but it does exist. Oh, but you were saying Brandlin. No, I think I said Brandolyn. No, you said Brandlin and then you said Brandy Lynn. <laughs> no, I think I said Brandolyn. Okay, you know what? You're going through a lot. I'm going to let you have it. Thank you. Just let it go, okay? Okay. Okay. Thank you. It's gone. It's been gone. Well, now that we're all caught up, are you ready to launch into the fast five stories that you need to know before you wake up and take a bite out of your morning toast? Yes, I am. But before I do, I have to let you guys know that today's episode is brought to you by TurboTax. People think unusual circumstances mean complicated taxes. But for but for TurboTax live experts, that's what makes things interesting. Life changes are exciting and they usually have tax implications. Maybe you're a full-time employee who decided to freelance and now you 
need some advice on how to file as a contractor. Or maybe you started driving rideshare after your 9 to 5 job. Or maybe you work in a state but live in another and you need help reporting your income. Luckily, TurboTax is experienced experts dedicated to answering all of your tax questions and finding every deduction for you. And you can talk to them from your phone without ever having to leave your house. Whether you got married, had kids, or changed careers, TurboTax Live experts are ready to help you with your unique tax situation and get you the best outcome to TurboTax live experts an interesting life can mean an even greater refund visit turbotax.com to learn more you do your thing they've got your taxes intuit TurboTax live and today's episode is also brought to you by relatively famous there's a new show coming to e in january it's called relatively famous ranch rules and it's hilarious they took eight kids who have celebrity parents like the hoff's daughter Shaq's kid billy bob's Thornton's son, Pat Benatar's daughter, and a bunch of others. Even Easy es daughter is on the show. Anyway, they drop them onto a ranch to help them out for the summer, and they're supposed to, you know, save the ranch. And these kids come from super privileged backgrounds, and they have zero life skills, and the show is amazing. Besides all the crazy ranch stuff they have to endure, like breeding cattle and chasing pigs around, they have to contend with each other's rich kid drama, because of course they all think they're so special. The kids are totally unprepared for any of this. They've never even had to cook for their own food before. They've never... Now they're being thrown into a situation where they have to figure out how to cope with real life and real work for the first time in their lives. It's a lot for them, as you can imagine. The show has everything. Bad behavior, romance, bromance, hookups, and the occasional cattle drive. It's relatively famous Ranch Rules, and it starts this January only on E. Awesome. Thank you, Claudia. It's a pleasure. Our first story um, is news from last night. Very sad news. Bob Saget, the star of Full House and America's Funniest Home Videos, has died at the age of 65. The comedian was reportedly found dead in his hotel room at the Ritz-Carlton in Orlando on Sunday afternoon following a performance in Jacksonville, Florida, Saturday night. TMZ was the first to break the news. The Orange County Sheriff's Office confirmed Saget's death on Sunday after deputies were called just after 4 p.m., local time the man was identified as robert saget the sheriff's office said and pronounced deceased on the scene detectives found no signs of foul play or drug use in this case they tweeted okay this is like one of those things it reminded me of how i felt when i saw on twitter when tmz announced that kobe bryant had passed away like you think it's a hoax because it's just so impossible you know not an old person not a sick person and i was just so in disbelief for a while until I really saw the, the Orange County Police Department tweet, uh, tweet that confirming that it, that it happened. It was just really shocking and really, really sad. And I feel like most people our age feel very connected to Bob Saget, whether or not you followed his work in the last 10 years. We all grew up watching Full House, Danny Tanner, Good Morning San Francisco. Like, it's just he's really ingrained in so many of our childhood memories And this is so, so sad, so confusing, really shows you like life is so crazy. Like you could just be here one day and gone the next. It's so short. Yeah, it's so short. This news was shocking. And I think a lot of people were especially shocked, like based on his recent social media posts, like he was just having like the time of his life performing and doing stand up and this and podcasting like he had a whole new like gent rebirth of his career. Yeah. Oh, for sure. And like especially his stand-up career as of recently and then all of the tributes that have come out have really shown like how many people he impacted both Mm -hmm. you know his fans and fellow comedians and how he really impacted the world of comedy and it's it's such upsetting news you know I did this zoom um I think almost a year ago now it's like to celebrate Purim and it was like a bunch of Jewish comedians um like acting out the story of Purim and Bob Saget was in it and it was like such a big deal and he's so funny and he just went off script a bunch of times and was just like it was so cool and you see like every every comedian who is now like sharing tributes sharing stories everyone says like the nicest guy the most humble like the genuinely funny guy Mm -hmm. and I think when it comes to comedians I think a lot of people always think like the first thought is you know there's so much like depression in comedy and so many people you know end up taking the route of suicide um and when you read these tributes from people you just hear like how bob was just like full of life and full of and how he he, like helped other people through those moments like pete davidson wrote something really sweet tribute uh to bob about uh, so many of the times that he helped him and, and pete's mom when pete was going through it right so he was just like this figure in the comedy community and it's so so sad yeah truly 
And I mean, of course, everyone, like, he's 65 years old, which is not... Not old. Not old. He was, you know, happy, seemed to be healthy. So I think a lot of people are questioning what happened. Right. No foul play, no signs of drugs. Like, what happened? What happened? So, I mean, obviously, it will depend on his family and what they're willing to share. But I, I think a lot of people are very confused by this. Yeah, and he has a wife and three kids. So it's just, it's really, really sad. And this is just one of those things that was like all night. I just couldn't stop thinking about it. It's just so shocking and so sad. Yeah. Terrible. Uh, that's a, a big loss. Yeah. Well, pivoting to our next story, some mindless celebrity news. Perfect. Kaya Gerber is newly dating Austin Butler after her breakup with Jacob Elordi. Now, Cute. I, I can't remember if we've spoken about this. I don't think so. Okay. So Kaya is dating Elvis star Austin Butler after her breakup with Jacob Elordi. Page six can confirm. A source said they're newly dating. Kaya thinks Austin is a sweetheart. They're having a lot of fun getting to know each other. So I just feel like I have so many thoughts. Overall, cute, cuteness wins. Mm-hmm. But I feel like there's just like this circle of young models, Hollywood people, actors, etc., who just like keep dating each other. So this was just like the next spoke on the wheel for both of them. Hundred percent. But I do really ship. Like I think this is so cute. I have an extremely, extremely soft spot in my heart for Austin Mahone. Like I don't know why. I think it has a lot to do with the Carrie Diaries and you just mean like Austin Butler. <laughs> Oh my God, Austin Mahone. Mahone He's like is that, that kid who was like fake Justin dating Bieber. Camila Cabello. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, he just came up on my TikTok like yesterday. That's why I said his name. Oh my, God, that is so embarrassing. Yeah, truly, Austin, truly. <laughs> I really need to get off TikTok. Okay, I have an extremely special spot in my heart for Austin Butler. I think, he, and I think he's so cute and so handsome. He really touched my my soul in a really unique way when he was in the Carrie Diaries, and I. St- Stand him and Vanessa Ann for so long and I never thought I would get to a place where I'd be happy for him in a new relationship because to me they were so OTP but I actually really like this and I think he has like I wouldn't say he's like that famous like he hasn't acted in that much but I think this Elvis thing this Elvis I think he's about to be is, like a huge star yeah it's supposed to be the thing but you know what we've been talking about it for a really long I know. time now and it's really not the time to become a movie star unless your movie is going to Netflix and it's you know um what's that available movie? on demand like yesterday yeah the kissing booth like I don't know <laughs> that like even if this movie Elvis like say got to the right streamer and like everybody watched it I don't know if it's it's not the same as it was pre-COVID or back in the day. So I still think like it'll do really well for him and he'll. But I just don't know if it's going to pop off how it would have if if this were 2019. No, by the way, you're 100% right. Like there used to be movies that would like remember how we were all like quaking by um, Slumdog Millionaire. Like Mm -hmm. every person in the world had seen. And there was like a movie like that a year. Like being, you know, in the pictures was the biggest best thing and now i'm thinking i'm like no like there are tv shows that are so popular launch like millions of careers to millions of people it's like not a thing anymore you're 100 percent right no and also all of the shows that are coming out now that are like the big ones so i'm thinking of like 1883 specifically like each episode is a movie literally right. they're over an hour some of these episodes like downton abbey some of the episodes were an hour and a half so what you did one hour and 45 minute movie And we're supposed to care as much as a show that has taken over our whole lives. Right. Like um, the first thing that comes to mind is Euphoria, even though I don't watch it. But um, the premiere was last night and like people are just fucking quaking. And when you think of all the people in the show, like, yes, it didn't launch Zendaya. Zendaya launched it. But Jacob Elordi, like that was huge for him. Sydney, um, Sydney Sweeney. Mm -hmm. Like it's just TV is like it now. Yeah. No, the movie industry like has crashed not with a thud but with a whimper and I think it's no clearer than the fact that the Golden Globes were on last night not were on they weren't on well they weren't televised happened somewhere and the the winners were announced somewhere and they're in the news but like nobody cares yeah no it's wild and I think it's I don't even think it's a generational thing because it used to be like the way that I see it it's like only kids watch TV, you know? But now it's like really motion picture quality shit is happening on streaming services with TV shows. No, it used to be like not just kids watch TV, but like there was, you know, the movie stars and TV stars and like 
being on the small screen was just like you're you're always going to try and be a movie star and it's just not going to happen but you could have a lot of like commercial success and make a lot of money Mm -hmm. so that's that's pretty sweet but now it's like i would rather be in queen's gambit than than a a two-hour movie no and i think that's like so evident with zendaya like zendaya is in my opinion probably one of the most sought after actresses of our time right now and five years ago if someone was in zendaya's position they would not be doing television shows but euphoria is like one of her most popular gigs yeah i don't know why i keep bringing up euphoria but it's a good example yeah considering you don't watch never seen it but i have been um like slightly like into it just because everyone's talking you should watch it i feel like you would like it and it would connect you to the younger generation to the youth yeah i just feel like it's a type of show that would give me anxiety you know yeah i I think I tried to watch the first episode once and it was just not it was not for me. And, I, but and that's, that's okay. not to say it's not a good show because people love it. No, no, no. And I and not to say that it wasn't a good show. I, it was not for me. Yeah. There are plenty of things that are not good shows that are for me and plenty uh-huh. of things that are good shows that are not for me. Mm-hmm. Speaking of uh, great shows, though, um, Snitch just let me know that there's like a rumor floating around that Victoria's season four is not going to happen because of COVID. And yep. I just, I need to, I'm going to try something. I'm going to manifest. Oh, yeah, you should do it. Okay. Happening. Repeat after me. Repeat after me. Okay. I don't chase. I don't chase. I attract. I attract. What is mine? What is mine? Will find me. Will find me. That just seems like really self-centered for like a show that probably costs like millions of dollars to put on. They can afford it. And like, you know, the whole. No, people love it. And you know what? They will figure it out in a safe way. They absolutely have to. It's an incredible, incredible show. And actually leads into our next story, which is Kate Middleton's nod to royal history. The Duchess of Cambridge's regal black and white 40th birthday photo shoot channeled classic portraits of the Queen, Princess Margaret, and the Queen Mother. So Kate Middleton is turning... It, she, her 40th birthday was yesterday and Kensington Palace wow, released... Wow, I didn't realize it was for her 40th. She looks great. Yeah. They released three portraits revealing sides of the Duchess of Cambridge rarely seen by the public. The pictures were taken by Italian fashion photographer Paolo Reversi in Kew Gardens. She is wearing Alexander McQueen. Excuse me? She took these in Queens? <laughs> That's so true. I didn't realize Q-K-E-W that. Q-K-E-W Gardens? K-E-W Gardens. So she took the train to Flushing for these photos. 1,000%. I'm shook. And a cultural icon. The photos are very reminiscent of, you know, some earlier photos of the royal family, which is really interesting. It actually made me think a lot because I feel like for centuries, all the royal portraits look the same because they were, you know, painted or, you know, done with like not high definition photography. But now, like, it, it would be weird to have like actual the pictures that they take like hanging around the palace next to like gilded photos you know painted by Michelangelo no they have to maintain like a similar aesthetic yes so and I think they did a really good job on that front because this picture like reminds me of like the pictures I google of Queen Victoria yes I think the art direction is really like on point I just didn't like love I think like I just didn't think the photos highlighted her beauty yeah you know what I mean like they weren't that flattering and she's like the most gorgeous woman in the world it's like not hard yeah I would agree with you but I mean I'm sure she had complete editorial approval I'm sure they took a million photos and these were the ones that she liked so so that's fine they're not bad by any means but for to me she's like this great beauty and it shouldn't be you know hard to find the right light at light and angle for her and I just didn't feel like these were her best shots I hear that. But I also think that like the look, like the glam and the dresses are very timeless. Whereas a lot of times we see her and she looks very much like the 2020 woman. You know, she's that's true. She has the beachy waves. She's wearing self-portrait, you know. But I think that these photos really blend well into the context of royal family portraits. Classic, timeless. I agree. Right. And it was it's cool to like see always but like the the main one that's being sent around like with her shoulder in front like I literally didn't know who that was is that the black and white one yes but no she's wearing the red dress oh yeah yeah yeah. that's not the one I've been seeing the most I've been seeing this black and white one the most but yeah we'll share them on our Instagram um they're beautiful I'm not trying to be a hater at all I just I was like surprised yeah but it's always funny like what like you could take a picture and I'd be like you look sickening and you're like I look disgusting I like this one I'm like I would never choose that for you a hundred percent like the way you the way and I feel like this is true for like most people the way you see yourself and the way that others see you like 
two totally different journeys. Yeah. Yeah. So this was pretty cool. I feel like it's been a while since we've gotten some some iconic queeny shit. I feel like the last time we saw like iconic photos was like Harry and Meghan's wedding. And like they were all together in the living room. Yeah. And I mean like the... Kate and William put out like their family portraits at Christmas and everything. But like those aren't the sort of things that get hung up around the palace because they're very... Modern. Modern. They just got yeah. framed on Queen's desk. And they go to like Instagram for Kensington Palace. 100%. I think I officially just followed their Instagram. I have to say. After the marketing dropped. The marketing team over at Kensington and like all the different palace Instagrams is pretty, pretty good. Yeah. I follow the royal family, their official account. And I think I, I did. I, I think I might have pressed the follow on this one after like, you know, being there so many times. At Kensington Royal. At Kensington Royal. Yeah, that's the yeah. Or is it? Duke and Duchess of Cambridge. I think it's Kensington Royal. There's so many. So many. But you can find the pictures on our Instagram. Don't worry. (laughs) Thanks. Are you ready for our next story? I am. But I have to do today's sponsor because it is a sponsor that literally got me through last week. I've never drank as much liquid IV as I did last week. I just I got a, a package with two new flavors and it was just everything I needed. That's why I was in like such a good positive mood last week. So the new year is here and there's no better better way to kick off 2022 than by making sure you're feeling like your best self. Um, Whatever goal you set for yourself this year, for me, it's definitely staying more hydrated, drinking more water, making that a priority. And I'm going to be doing that with the help of my favorite hydration drink, Liquid IV. So one stick of Liquid IV in 16 ounces of water hydrates faster and more efficiently than water alone. It's super easy. Open up a bottle of water, put it in your hydro flask. It's a packet pour the powder and shake it up. It makes it taste so good. And it's filled with essential vitamins like B3, B5, B6, B12, vitamin C. And it has three times the electrolytes of traditional sports drinks. So I, of course, like to drink it throughout the day, but also after, you know, a long evening of cocktailing around the town, a liquid IV can change lives. And it's so effective because of the cellular transport technology. So it's literally designed to enhance rapid absorption of water and other key ingredients directly into the bloodstream. They're also on a mission to change the world. They have donated over 19 million servings globally. So when you're purchasing from Liquid IV, you're saving yourself from a lot of trouble, but you're also helping out to change the world. So you can grab Liquid IV in bulk nationwide at Costco, or you can get 25% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use the code TOAST. That's 25% off anything you order when you use the promo code TOAST at liquidiv.com. Experience better hydration today at liquidiv.com, promo code TOAST. Wonderful. Now our next story is chaotic, chaos from our chaotic queen, Claire Crawley. New man. Claire Crawley is cozying up to a new man who is also a former contestant on her season of The Bachelorette, Blake Monar. She says this is what her soul needed. So this is like a trend right now where the leads are going back into the pile of discards. For sloppy seconds. And choosing anew. And I just, it makes a lot of sense, but it also is confusing that like, someone would go for that you know what I mean right because in one way or another it's just kind of like going back to your ex but wouldn't you be kind of butthurt if like someone didn't pick you and then like it didn't work out with the person they thought was better than you so they come back like crying to you yeah but like this is even crazier I could understand like like that's like an Ari Lauren situation I can understand like in the height of the moment you make the wrong choice based of course on, and and that's different than this which is like I think I don't even recognize this guy and we watched her season so like he must have went home like week one two or three like she didn't <laughs> yeah. even she, like she never even give him a chance got to like any sort of level with him didn't look twice at him so that's like more surprising yeah, because like what, what comes to mind is like when Peter, after, you know, trying to date everyone, finally ended up with um, Kelly. Mm-hmm. And like for me, that wasn't like offensive because I do think like at the end of the day, they were the most well suited for each other. And even when they were when we were watching the show, I was like really surprised she went home at number four. But yes, like kind of picking someone random from a pile of discarded men does seem <laughs> weird to me. Yeah. And that he would go for it because like if someone sent me home night one I there's just nothing more offensive no like you didn't think I was be more like beautiful enough you didn't think I was interesting enough you didn't think I was like nothing about me stood out to you didn't like my dress you didn't like the way that I spoke you didn't like my little you know (laughs) gift at the beginning like yeah you didn't like anything about me I don't know when this guy did go home though it was it had to have been early because we would recognize him and he would have been like around for Tasha and stuff that's true I'm 
Like, it's just Blake Monar. When did he go home? I don't know. But I'm happy for Claire that she is, you know, in a new relationship. Mm-hmm. And I just, I wonder why this is, this seems to be happening more now. Like, obviously, Katie Thurston is dating someone from her season that she yep. didn't choose in the end. Um, but it never really used to happen. Maybe no, it's, like, not at social all. media. Yeah, because they get to, like, keep in contact. Yeah. I don't know. Or maybe, like, people are really just keep making the wrong, like, maybe the show production has just gotten so off the rails that it's not conducive to people making good choices. He was eliminated on week two. Okay, that's night one. (laughs) Very, very sad. I can't say, like, if that were me, I definitely am too, you know, egotistical. I would be so fucking butthurt. I would not. But Blake is a better man than us. Yeah, and maybe, I hope that they're meant to be. I really hope that they get married. Um... And then it's all good. All I want is a happy ending for Claire. Yeah. Me too. Do you think Dale is crying? No. What is Dale up to? They collectively were the most toxic couple, I think, to ever come out of Bachelor franchise. Um, And I don't know what he's up to. Living his best life. I hope so. Best wishes. Best wishes. Are you ready for our fifth and final story? No. <clears throat> yes <clears throat> i've been like botching them from home i'm like nervous yeah. maybe like close your eyes pretend okay. you're in the studio <laughs> okay it's the final story Okay, hold on, hold on. Yeah, I botched it. I missed it. I no, missed okay, it. I'm sorry. Here's the thing. I I stopped singing with you because I thought there was a delay in our recording, but it's a delay let's in you. It. Let's try it. No, it's not. It's not. It's not. No, I swear. It, listen, let's try and sing it together. Put the mic, put okay. the triangle down. No. Three, two, two. one. It's, it's the, the final. St- no, it's not working. No, it's working for me. Okay. Three, two, one. One. It's, it's the, the final story. It's the final story. Justice for Blake. Best of luck with Claire. I have to listen to that how we did it because for me it sounded like janky as hell. No, for me it sounded right, but it felt like your arm was moving too slow. No, it wasn't. See, like, that's just the technology. Don't doubt my rhythm, bitch. Technology can't keep up with our musical inclinations. And we're going to, it's just like crazy. You know, we can send a man to the moon, but we can't sing the final story together remotely. Disgusting. Disgusting. But our fifth and final story, which will lead into our TV recap, which was that Mary Cosby bailed on the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City reunion, which likely means she is not returning for season three. That is so disappointing. I hate when people don't show up to reunions. Like, it's so unfulfilling. So, sources are saying that she didn't attend the reunion, and sources being page six, because she and was And Andy ther- confirmed it. No, no, no. Yes. Everyone knows she wasn't there. But they're, they're speculating as to why, mm-hmm. and they're scared that she was scared. Of, they said that she, she's scared of being grilled over her season two controversies. The source said um, she was terrified of getting grilled about her racist comments made towards Jenny and Jen. She also did not want to discuss the accusations that she runs a cult. Right, like she was walking into like a true lion's den because she has not been held even remotely accountable on the show for the atrocious things she said. And honestly, like Meredith, who was like really like a a favorite of mine, like she's really just digging herself into a grave with Mary. It's so weird. And now like Mary left her high and dry at the reunion. But then also like there is so much coming out on the internet about Mary and not even stuff that they've addressed on the show, like more stuff about the church. I don't really read it. I can't get into it because it's, like, so complicated. But there's, like, a lot. About the church. Yes. And just, like, mishandlings, misappropriating money, uh, you know, manipulating people. Like, bad shit. Got it. I mean, I don't know. I I found this to be surprising. Even though, like, she has a lot to answer for at the reunion. If if I had to guess, like, who wasn't showing up, I wouldn't have guessed her. I feel like she's constantly, like, 
she know, just doesn't care enough about anything to not show up right like, and this like really solidifies the fact that she won't be on the next season which like really doesn't bother me that much she's kind of irrelevant to the storyline she's like very much like a funny character and ha- has like funny moments but it, a lot of times she also like takes away from whatever is going on um yeah. so I don't think it's like a major loss but I did find this surprising because even throughout the season like especially with the church stuff every time it comes up like she'll go there and try and yeah. explain herself and I feel like last season at the reunion they did bring it up and she explained like how she has all of this wealth and all of these things so I don't know I I, I expected more from her and I, I honestly a part of me feels like <laughs> I saw like a funny tweet that like her assistant like forgot to tell her that no, totally. it was reunion day no, totally. She's so messy. Like, that totally could have happened. Right. No, I'm disappointed in the sense of, like, we're investing all this time in this season, which, by the way, I'll get into in the recap, is not good. Oh, my God. Sorry, I said it. It's not fucking good. Oh, my God. I'm in shock over last night's episode. Right. And so we're putting all of this time into it, and we're not – and the reunion is where we get our questions answered. And the fact that we're not going to get that from Mary, even though so much of – the discourse is about Mary is really frustrating as a viewer. It's just like, I feel let down and I'm like fucking annoyed, honestly. Yeah. I I don't know. I don't feel as annoyed about like the Mary stuff. It seems based on what we're seeing on the show of like Carson, uh, that guy's name was Carson, right? Cameron. Cameron. Sorry. Cameron says this. I've heard that. Mary says this. It, It all seems very like personal, you know, he said, she said, yeah, he said, she said like, this is how I experienced it. This is my truth. And, it's hard there's not a lot of like concrete facts mm-hmm. so I, I just find myself like you know wishy-washy on the whole thing and 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 without the facts and without you know if she is running like a a fraudulent cult then there should be some sort of you know prosecution or something and there's right. nothing like that so it's like no right like Whitney is not the FBI right but 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 by the way the FBI is coming for someone on your show and we're gonna who you're best facts, friends with but we're but we're gonna continue to talk about how Mary might think that she is God like that's no, it's just, moronic it's moronic so it's disappointing that she didn't show up to the reunion I'm I don't really need more discussion about the church stuff because there is nothing concrete yeah um and just to be honest we'll dive into like a full tv recap but like my general takeaway from all of this is like you know these women were kind of gifted this once in a lifetime opportunity to be a part of an iconic historic storyline on housewives and i just think at the end of the day like they're not experienced enough to handle it they only have one season under their belts they don't know how to navigate something like this and they are fucking it up so dreadfully like i was doing everything in my power last night to not scroll tiktok like it was impossible when they went to commercial breaks i was like thank the fucking heavens i can go on tiktok it was so bad and i don't know if i'm the only one who feels this way but like i am inclined to stop watching like i'm started to dread the episodes i am inclined to stop watching the conversation that took place on the bus first of all in general they have completely fumbled the ball on this jen Shaw thing like jen Shaw mm-hmm. gets arrested by the feds homeland security Mm -hmm. and nypd and it turns into a referendum on mary's job not yet that makes no fucking sense to me let's one thing at a time ladies one thing at a time but sure one day at a time the conversation on the bus was the most illogical thing i have ever heard in my life like i this idea that like when jen said in her testimonial who hires a private investigator unless you're hiding stuff too what not true what are you talking like what are you talking about also Mm -hmm. meredith has said repeatedly i hired a private investigator to investigate these text messages that led me to jen i didn't hire a private investigator on jen herself like oh and jen stole from meredith's store it's so crazy and then jen is like sitting there saying to lisa you'll stand by someone who would hire a private investigator who would dig up dirt on people you're gonna be friends with someone like that that's a reflection on you okay if that's by that logic if i'm friends with jen shaw um and she has defrauding old people old people over the last like many years is that a reflection on me because i would hope that it's not i would hope that you would argue against that sort of logic that like we can be friends and you can be going through something or doing something that potentially i don't agree with but i can be there to support you she's like completely like but no one will even call her on it and the fact that everyone's just like sitting on the bus like and and having to like bad mouth meredith and it's like if meredith's guilty of anything it's just like not doing enough right like she she's done nothing controversial really Except her um, friendship okay. with um, Mary. With Mary. 
but like I, it's crazy how the level of conversation like the heightened level of conversation when it's like mm-hmm. it's so bizarre to me and the fact that they're on the bus and they're all like harking back to the last time we were on the bus it's like she- funny and jen got you know arrested by the feds right no it's not funny it's not funny it's it's so crazy she's just getting off scot-free it's crazy well like I guess we're diving into the TV recap. Is that correct? Oh, yeah. We've been here. Okay, we've been here. Well, the TV recap is brought to you by Curology, a game-changing custom skincare made for you by a dermatology provider. They'll create a custom prescription cream for your specific goals, whether that's tackling acne, clogged pores, skin texture, dark spots, fine lines, or something else. You start by taking a short online quiz and uploading photos, and if it's a good fit, they'll ship you your formula right to your door. It even has your name on it. So I've actually, I actually just got an email. My shipment of Curology is on its way. I've been like now through two cycles. I always focus on skin texture because I struggle with dry skin, especially in the winter. But whatever you're wanting to tackle, whether it's like acne, fine lines, breakouts, Curology will take care of it. Also, I loved doing their online quiz. It was pretty in-depth. So like you send pictures of your face. They're really making sure they're not just giving you a generic because, like, we all have different skin. Why should we all be using the same skincare? We shouldn't. It makes no sense. So get started with Curology, just like we did. And you get a three a free 30-day trial at Curology.com slash toast. Just pay $5 for shipping and handling. When you go to Curology, C-U-R-O-L-O-G-Y dot com slash toast to start your free 30-day trial. Cancel anytime. Prescription subject to consultation. Curology spelled C-U-R-O-L-O-G-Y dot com slash toast. Check it out. Your skin will be very grateful. Yes. So, so can I tell you what really bothered me about the episode? Sure. Everyone like quaking, being so confused as like there's something more going on that Meredith doesn't want to be friends with Jen. Really? Like how we could all sit back and watch what Jen did and said to Meredith's child. Like you don't fuck with someone's child. Of course, Meredith would never want to be friends with Jen. And now all this information is coming out about Jen potentially being like the most horrible person on the planet. Why the fuck would Meredith want to be friends with her? And why does that confuse everyone? Like why are Heather and Whitney like sitting around stewing? Like what else could it be? Nothing. No, no, no. Literally nothing. There has to be something bigger than a federal indictment into Jen that would make Meredith not want to be her friend after a whole year of her still not wanting to be her friend. And based on everything that Meredith has seen from Jen, I would conclude that Meredith believes that the feds have their facts straight. It's just no, like, of course. Like, right, like if you believe that Jen did those things, you wouldn't want to be her friend. I'm going right. to assume that the ladies who are standing by her um, don't think that she did it, which is how they can, you know, be there to be her friend. Otherwise, like how mm-hmm. can you be friends with someone who would do like such evil things like that? But it's also within Meredith's right to say, no, I think that you might have done that. Like, Lisa Barlow was onto something. Whitney and Heather, bad weather. They really are having the worst second season of all time. Like, equal with Leah McSweeney. Like, she had a really bad second season. They are so on the wrong side of history. Everything that comes out of their mouth is so stupid. And I just want to say, that whole boob cake thing was really inappropriate. But it was also really inappropriate of, like, everything Seth says about Whitney's boobs. Like, good on Whitney for, like, making a joke out of it. But, like, if that were me, like, I'd literally slit my husband's throat. Yeah, no, that was, you know... Every relationship is different, and I just can't imagine. Like, if my husband said that once, we would go home, and I'd be like, and you never say that again. But it's clearly no, And you're just never like, leaving this house ever again. <laughs> it's you clearly just, like, a running joke within the group. I'm glad that, like, Meredith and uh, Whitney are fine with it. Laughing about but it. But I think most people would not be. Um, I think the person who was really – it's so hard. Everybody is having a bad season. Probably, you know – Shockingly, Jen's isn't even in the worst. Shockingly. I completely agree. Shocking. But someone who's really, really up there is Heather, especially considering she was such an MVP the first season. And even last night, she said, like, she was right about something that she was wrong about. And she was (laughs) like, and I was right. And I'm always right. I'm like, no, you're fucking not. No, she is literally stinking it up. (laughs) Everything that comes out of her mouth is, like, stupid and wrong. And I loved her, and I just don't know what's going on. And I think that it's, like, this thing that happens when you have an amazing first season. Like, everyone loves you. You think, like, you could say and do whatever you want. We've seen it happen a million times. And I find it more interesting when, like, a housewife has a really bad first season. 
like Dorit. Like I literally never hated someone so much in my life than Dorit and Eileen Davidson, like two of the wotiest wotes ever. And they both have come out as some of my favorite housewives of all time. So starting strong is like the worst thing because you just get this like ego, I think, where everyone loves you. They're turning everything you say into like memes and you think that like, you like you just can't get arrested when like everything you're saying sucks. No, and it's like you if you have a great first season, you're really like on the right side of a lot of the arguments and like you're just really this like force for the voice of the audience then you just assume that like everything that you think is correct and what and what people want to hear and then you also go even harder because you have a little bit of encouragement Mm -hmm. and you don't see yourself just because you were right in the past about like 10 out of 10 things doesn't mean you're going to be right about the 11th too no a hundred percent so it's just like it's hard for me to like find any sort of interest in my soul for this show because I don't I can't stand by a single woman. Like, I can't say, like, I would be on her side. I agree with her wholeheartedly, 100%. I agree completely. They're all so messy, and they all are so fucking over the place. Like, the fact that Whitney and Heather, especially Whitney, like, Heather has always been, like, spineless, loser, desperate friend for Jen. But the fact that Whitney, who was, like, going so hard on the bus and in Vail, has now done a complete 180 and is, like, so up Jen's butt. It's so confusing. Like, they all stand for nothing. It's so confusing. I'm so I'm trying to think of like who do I agree with most? This Probably season. Meredith, but not even. Yeah, or honest, maybe Lisa. I knew, I agree, but she's like when she's wrong, she's so wrong, and she digs her heels in like so hard and yells, and she definitely is like an annoying person to hang out with, like just like very loud, very all the time. Yeah, yeah, it's, and they are. They are trying to do like a thing with the husbands, like making it very New Jersey housewives. Like Seth had a confessional. I personally like it. I love all of the husbands and it's It can't be worse than the wives. No, and they're getting like they're actually friends and they have funny conversations. I'm here for it. If you're in a city where it works out, I I personally love to see it. There are certain husbands I really like. I love Whitney's husband. Like love. Okay. And is it just I tried to tell you this, but you didn't um you didn't see it, but maybe you see it now. He looks like Hannah Brown. <laughs> what? Like Google pictures of each of them. They look Hold alike. On. I think they're related. Jackie, what the fuck are you talking about? Claudia, you know what's I his make? name? Um, what? John Justin. I'll just Whitney Rose husband. Yeah. Okay. He. Looks you only like need to look at a picture Brown. of him to see it. Oh, just came up. Who is Justin Rose? Whitney Rose's husband sued for running a pyramid scheme. Um. Okay, I'm, like, not seeing it. You're not. I, mean, like, I, I actually, like, am. Hold on. <laughs> I got to make a side-by-side collage. Yeah. That's, no, like, and how you I know, do we'll, my best work. we'll put it on the Instagram, and we'll we'll let people sound off and let us know if, if you see what I'm seeing. He's so cute. I really, really like him. Um, And then John, Lisa's husband, like, gives me absolutely nothing. I don't like him. I don't dislike him. He's just, like, boring and quiet. I'm, like, kind of over Seth. Seth is a lot. Yeah, he's like he thinks it's about him, and it's like it's not. I like him still, though, but yeah. but he's a lot. But it also, like he's like the Joe Gorga of the group. Like he, yes, you know, is a lot. But he's going to get everyone together and doing crazy stuff. I would have loved to have seen Robert Senior golfing with the guys, but that's just like never going to happen. Yeah, maybe that, that would was... be the thing to like bring Mary in because it's like as much as Whitney and Lisa fucking hate each other i've never seen two people who like literally get under each other's skin just by breathing more Mm -hmm. like their husbands really get along and like it's not even yes they have to like stay tethered to each other because of the show but also like that element makes it so like okay i have to like be a little more patient with you Mm -hmm. yeah and like the sharif of it all i used to really respect him because he was like this man of like honor you know like football like and I guess, I mean, I don't expect him to like turn on his wife, but just like buying into her lies and delusion. I'm like, I thought you were like a, you know, an honorable man. Yeah. And I just want to say one thing that I saw um, when they were doing their couple therapy um, painting paintings and then like she, Jen showed hers and then Sharif showed his. I just want to say that both of the paintings had the same um, handwriting on them. So I'm pretty sure. Like, so what are you suggesting? I'm just suggesting that. um I don't know if Jen did both or like one of the assistants did both and it was just like completely fucking fake. But they were the exact same handwriting and they were painting. So it's like that's really hard to do. Yeah. No, so it's just, very, very interesting. Yeah. Just something that stood out to me. 
I really appreciate that. It's a very detailed note you took. And then um, it's like, what? So what the fuck am I watching this for? Like, I don't want to watch couple therapy. No, Fake all couple therapy. There were so many skippable scenes. That being like the one that comes to mind first. Um, and the party was just like weird. It's like daytime, but everyone was wearing like evening gowns. Yeah, and no dancer in the pool. Like, and then everyone jumping in the pool. Oh my god, when Heather almost fell, like I swear to God, I felt that in my belly. Like I felt <laughs> so much shame for her. Like I related to that wholeheartedly. Like if she had gone down any further and like actually hit the floor, she would have had my deepest sympathies. Yeah, it's really is shocking. Like this franchise had everything going for them. They had an amazing first season, and then they had this major national news Gift. story, and. Right. It's become one of my least favorite. I mean, it's so hard because they're all so bad. It's become yeah. really hard to watch when I was so excited about this season. 100%. So that's 100%. what um, Yeah. So we'll keep watching, but I can't, I can't confirm how much longer I'll go for. No, I will go till the – we have to see this thing through. But um, it's, it's really disappointing. I expected oh. so much more. And I think, like, Jenny sucks. Yeah, I would agree. She, she's hanging on to the show by a thread, and that thread is named Carlin. 100%. And even when they're, like, all fighting on the bus, and she's, like, it's just, it's, I can't explain how and why this, everything is so illogical. But it mm-hmm. just is. No, I feel that. You know? And, and me yeah. trying to see, like, logic in understanding what's backwards about it is driving me insane. I'm literally still laughing that you think Whitney's husband looks like that. It's so funny. I you don't understand. I told you this weeks ago, and you and I think you wrote back like, "Huh? You didn't even look into it." <laughs> I'm gonna make a collage. Like I love a collage, and that's the only way I can really see like side by side people. He really looks like her. Maybe they are related. I don't think so. You never know. You do never know. That's a good call. <laughs> So let us know. You guys will let us know what you think about my call. I usually Instagram. have some pretty good calls. And they're really they're yeah. really out there. But when I see when I know when I see it, like I see it. When you know, you know. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that is our show, you guys. Thank you so much for listening to the Morning Toast and Millennial Morning Show, where we deliver the fast five stories that you need to know before you wake up and take a bite out of your morning toast. So if you're watching this on YouTube, please feel free to subscribe and give this video a thumbs up. We're also available as a podcast anywhere podcasts can be found. So that's Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Public Radio, iHeartRadio, CastBox, all the places. So wherever you listen to podcasts, find us the Morning Toast and leave a five-star review about how beautiful, stunning, and smart we are. Hope you guys have an amazing Monday. Rise and grind, and we'll see you tomorrow. Rise and grind, you guys. So important. Bye.